Could cannabis and psychedelic drugs make breast cancer treatments more effective? Well, stay tuned to this episode of Good Dudes Grow because we're going to talk with a woman that has one of the only studies out there that says yes. You won't want to miss this. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. Good Dudes Grow 2.0 On the Good Dudes Grow 2.0 We're here to let you know The importance of plant-based medicine And psychedelics on mental and physical health We're bringing you stories of how these medicines Have changed lives And can save lives We want to teach you The healing power of plant-based medicine This is The Good Dudes Grow 2.0 What's up Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. We have a, a wonderful guest, wonderful guest, uh, an intriguing story, a inspirational story, and it goes well with uh, just coming out of Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October and running into uh, Movember, which is uh, testicular cancer for, for first responders and everything else. So I am happy to have my next guest, which is Nicole, Nicole Demanda. Hope I didn't mess up the last name. We talked about it before. Yeah. That was perfect. Thank you. She, uh, I, I, listen, I listen to her show. You both know uh, uh, Nikki Lolly. We, we got connected through her. She came on our show. Uh, her her basic, she was actually at a brain trauma and she used cannabis to come overcome that. And I wanted to get you on my show because when I heard about your story, I said, you know, this is not only, is it, like I said in the beginning, perfect timing, but this is something that everybody needs to be aware of because like you said in a lot of other times, it brings awareness to the, the, the capability of, of certain psychedelics and cannabis to, to the medical aspect of it. So what I'd like to do yeah. is just tell us a little background about yourself, please. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. And, and again, thank you so much for, for having me on. So back in, in 2018, uh, I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. You know, the, the first thought that I tell everybody that came into my mind was, of course, you know, what am I going to tell my mother? How am I explaining this to her now? And um, what we uh, what we were faced with was just massive amounts of chemo. You know, radiation was was going to be part of the process, along with possibly, you know, a hysterectomy, mastectomy, the whole thing. And um, we decided that we were going to step into using cannabis and psilocybin to help with this treatment. And within five months, and after only three chemo rounds, there was no metabolic activity. And um, the, the doctors were amazed because uh, I probably shouldn't be here right now. And so, you know, one of the things that we profess is that cannabis and psilocybin helped to save my life. And uh, we just want to make sure that we get the information out there to everybody uh, and make sure that we help as many people as possible. With definitely, it. definitely. And so just to unpack a little bit, stage four cancer, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not, that's not the beginning cancer. That's basically, you know, that's, what is it exactly? That means it's it spread from the breasts and yeah. it's spread pretty much uh, in other places in your body, correct? Yes. So metastatic basically means at that point, you know, normally people, if they're stage one or stage up to stage three, they will be in remission. 
um, in my case, it, it will never go away, if that makes sense. Like, I, I will never have an opportunity to be in remission because when you have the metastatic cancer, as you were explaining, Gary, what happens is it's not centralized anymore in just a tumor. What happens is the cancer uh, goes throughout the system. So, you know, it went into my liver. It went to my hip. Um, I had eight hour spinal surgery because there was a tumor basically holding up my four, five and six vertebrae. Um, on my back. Uh, so I was kind of a mess <laughs> for a while. Um, and uh, just just again, to, to kind of give you an idea of, of everything that was going on, we even implemented the cannabis and psilocybin with my surgery. And um, it was amazing because, you know, doctors were like, you're not going to be able to move for at least three months. You can't go to work and so forth. And after a month and a half, I was up, out, working, driving. And um, again, the doctors were amazed. So just happy to be here. That's, that, 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 that is amazing. Thanks. And just so we basically understand, and I want to get everybody to fully understand, this is not, when you got that diagnosis, it's not, it's pretty much life altering. Yes. You know, it's not something you're really prepared for. It's like you said, you were worried about how I'm going to tell your mom, but that wasn't the only thing that was going through your mind. If you don't mind me asking exactly, you know, the feelings we're going through, because after that, I want, I want to find out you know, why, you know, you went to the, the holistic way and why did you didn't just do what doctors said? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for asking that, Gary. Those, those are really, um, really, really important questions. So uh, for me, just to kind of explain about taking this route, uh, to give you a little bit of background. So we actually, my husband and I had a delivery service out in um, Orange County in California. And this is prior to my getting diagnosed. And um we were working in the recreational um, you know, arena and people started to call us and they were actually very sick. Um, we were carrying CBD flour at the time when CBD was not CBD. And so um, we started getting inquiries about how to dose CBD with cancer, with autism, and also with cannabis. So we dropped all of the recreational, stepped into the, to the medical and uh, started helping people and children, you know, with autism, epilepsy, cancer. And then ironically, 2018 was when I was diagnosed. And so we, we took all that information, all that research and used it with me. Luckily, thankfully, because of the experience with the delivery service, it was a no brainer. We knew immediately once I got diagnosed that we were going to step into, into that holistic platform, into holistic strategies because of all of the wonderful um, experiences and also all the wonderful outcomes that we had seen with the other um, people that we were working with. So um, yeah, it, the, uh, the entire experience was pretty ironic, um, but uh, it was an opportunity to really get to know myself, if that makes any sense at all. Um, and this has been an experience now where you walk away from it. When I first found out, uh, I always use the example. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, The Mummy. Um, there's a scene in, in uh, the movie where there's a uh, like a scarab that goes under somebody's skin. And, you know, he's trying desperately to get it out from under his skin. And, and that's kind of how it feels. You get this diagnosis and then all of a sudden you just don't know what to do with yourself. And you, you're trying to get it out of your body and you can't. Um, so that's kind of what it felt like. That's, I, I can't say I, I understand that feeling, but that's just got to be, you know, not only scary, but, you know, definitely, you know, 
life-changing. But you, you decided, like you said, you got all these these great results from, the, from what you were doing with CBD and then into the, the medicinal cannabis aspect of it. But again, like I'm doing with the fire department, I'm trying to get us access to start with slowly getting us access to low, low THC, high CBD, the federally legal right. stuff so that our, our departments don't get in trouble. And, and they, they start slowly off the ground, you know, to show that it actually does right. work for us for sleep and pain and everything else. So you battling kind of like, this, I'm not going to say exactly the same thing, but you're battling not the norm of medications. What, what did, how did you overcome or what did you say to your oncologist who yeah. says, hey, listen, I'm not really interested in your ideas. I'm going to go down this way. Yep. Because, and then, and this way that right now there's nothing, you know, proving that this way is a better way. You're just like, I'm going to go this way instead of your way. Right, right. What do they say? That That's, again, just an awesome question. So my first oncologist didn't care. Um, as a matter of fact, even when the results came back and they were really great, didn't care. It was just kind of like, well, you're part of the 1% and you should be grateful. Um, so we decided that we weren't staying with her anymore. And I just want to interject with this thought um, for anybody who's listening out there, please. One of our biggest things is, and I think, I, I think Gary, you'll agree with this. Please don't be afraid. If you feel that that you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable speaking to your doctor, whether it be an oncologist or, you know, a therapist, um, anyone who's providing treatment, if you don't feel right and they're making you uncomfortable, just walk away. Uh, don't be afraid. Um, and the reason why I'm, One, afraid, I, I, I'm sorry. To, I agree. I agree. I, I agree 100% with that. That do that and ask as many questions yep. as you want to get the right answer. Yes. And, and the reason why I say that is because, one of the things that we found consistently was doctors didn't want to hear about it. We had our own strategy in mind and they're adamant about making sure they follow that protocol because when you're in that situation and you've been diagnosed, you become a number. Um, and it's like a sales call basically. So they're following a protocol. They're making sure you're sticking with it. If you deviate from the protocol, they get really annoyed. And, um, again, I just want to let you know that's okay. If they get annoyed, as a matter of fact, you should probably be annoying them as much as possible. This is your life you're dealing with, you know? And so we switched oncologists. We spoke with the oncologist that I have now. And even though he was not open to CBD, meaning that he, he didn't know how to prescribe it. He didn't know how to dose it. He was all for it and um, actually embraces the fact that we're using it now and is very, very happy about um, the, the, the road that we've been taking because it allows for him to kind of look into this for his other patients. And it, it goes back again, Gary, to what you were saying, because anybody who's suffering, whether it be, you know, like myself with stage four cancer, or it's somebody who can't sleep at night and has to go to work the following day, the mental instability that that can cause and, and what that causes physically as a result is just, it's, it's just not fair. It's not, it's not, it shouldn't be happening. And, uh, you know, if, if cannabis is a thing that can help, for example, with me, it helps me eat. It helps me sleep. And those are kind of like the two most important things you need in order to heal, um, and, and get better. And so if, if you're not sleeping, yeah, that's, that's a problem. Um, that, that, that is so amazing. Cause you are so 100% true. Uh, I, 
I, I'm also a, a uh, rehab specialist for, for joints and stuff and yeah. a long time personal trainer and stuff. And I keep telling everybody food and sleep is where you recover. So when you're sick, the old, the old mentality, Oh, I'm going to go sweat it out of the gym. It really is not the best option. It's, you know, you can sweat, but putting your body under more duress is not going to help you get better. It may feel better, but the next day you may actually be even sicker. So like you said, the ability to have, let cannabis help you, sleep and eat that that must because you did do some chemo so so the cannabis did you know help you through that am i correct oh absolutely and that was that was another thing i was just going to mention really quick so the chemo is sometimes worse than the actual cancer uh the radiation the treatments and um if the cannabis is able to help that person move through that Oh my God. Like in other countries, they're doing this. So for example, in Israel, if you, if you're diagnosed with cancer and other ailments, when you go to the hospital, that's an automatic. Um, so if they're recognizing this or other countries are recognizing this as something that helps the patients, I, we just don't understand why it's not, it's not moving here the way it needs to be because people do not need to be suffering the way that they're suffering. We just know this for a hundred percent fact. And the more we discuss it, we're finding out that other people feel this way. They're not necessarily coming forward to discuss it because they're also afraid. And again, it goes back to that fear factor. Right. 100%. And the best thing about, I hate to use the word, the best thing about what you went through, A, it worked for you. But the cool thing about it is that basically this isn't an anecdotal study that, hey, it just happened for me. Like your first oncologist has said, you're the one 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 percent. The biggest thing with cannabis, psychedelics, and, and therapeutics like this is the lack of data and educational studies to prove this. And yeah. your case basically is helping with that, correct? Yes, and and that's why we fought so hard to get the case study published because it's the first of its kind um, proving that cannabis and psilocybin will help and aid in the fight against cancer. So um, what, the reason why we had pushed so hard for the case study and the reason why you know, we, we put so much effort into it to get it published was because it's the first of its kind. Um, it's a game changer now because it is clearly mapping out strategies for people to implement cannabis and psilocybin for their um, therapy when they're going for treatment for cancer treatment. We never tell people, you know, don't listen to your oncologist, don't listen to the medical system. Um, what we want to tell people is explore the options and have that relationship with the oncologist or with the doctor, the therapist, where there is a relationship going on that, you know, you're communicating with them what you're doing. You're not afraid to say, hey, you know what, I'm using CBD, I'm using psilocybin, or I want to use CBD, I want to use psilocybin, I want to use cannabis. Um, and if you're finding that the doctors are not responsive, try to find one that is. If you feel that this is something that's going to work for you, don't um, don't avoid it. And don't avoid having that conversation with the doctor. Um, it's probably one of the most important conversations you can have. Correct. Because, because first of all, it, it, like you said earlier, it, it is about your health. It is about you. It, it's an option that you, you want to take, but you don't want to fight the medical community. You want to educate them on why you want to take it. Yeah. But he, here's the biggest question yeah. I have for you is that, so you decided to take this route. Yeah. 
Was it scary? And did you have ever have a doubts that this was not the white route for you? Again, just a fantastic question. Um, when this all first started, we had no clue what was going to happen. Um, and staring into that abyss was uh, one of the most frightening things, obviously, I, I had ever gone through. And for most people, when they're going through any kind of critical illness, critical ailment, usually any kind of diagnosis that a person gets, that first reaction is just, you, you know, your life is basically taken away. And the most important thing to realize at that point is that you really have an opportunity to speak to your oncologist or to speak to the doctor about the, the right platform to use and the edge and, um, Speaking to the point of the education, like what you were saying, a lot of doctors, when you speak to them, don't have the education at all. And um, it's okay for you guys to explore together. Uh, one of the things that we actually do is, is work with a lot, of the, um, a lot of patients and speak to their doctors about what's going on and, and speak to them about how they can use cannabis effectively. Um, I think that that again, one of the most important things for people to remember is this is your life. And in order for you to make sure that you are getting the optimal care, it's okay to explore and it's okay to really, really find the most important things that are necessary for you. And the cannabis is definitely something that can, that can do that. Right. Definitely. definitely. I'm sure everybody on their mind right now is going, well, this is a great story, right. but how long did it take her to see results so that that abyss that you were staring in slowly felt like, okay, I know I've done the right thing. I'm starting to feel a difference. I, I, I've made the right decision and I'm feeling better. How long did that take? Yeah. That again, just a great question. Uh, the, the fear that's involved in many instances with all of this, it takes a while. This is not something where it's like, you know, all of a sudden you wake up and the next day you're like, okay, you know, cannabis is going to help. And we're all, we're, you know, it's, it's a day by day process and it's a, it's a process that is worth it. Um, but, uh, there was a lot of fear. There was a tremendous, tremendous amount of fear involved. Um, and it's okay to talk about that fear. Like at first when it happened, I was just like, I don't really want to talk about this. This is something that, you know, I don't want to scare other people. I don't want to be frightened myself. But then you realize that if you can somehow allow yourself to start to take kind of inventory of what you need, you'll begin to realize that you don't need to be afraid because you really are trying to make yourself better. You're trying to heal. Um, and the doctors need to be on board with that, no matter who the doctor is. Right. And so what was the first thing that, when you started thinking that you, or you started thinking, feeling better and you went to your doctor and says, Hey, listen, here's what is happening. Cause you're working with your doctor. Like you said, a conjunction with your doctor, here's what's happening. When did he realize like, you know, this is actually really, you know, this is, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure before, but I'm, I'm starting right. to understand why we went down this road. Yes. Well, um, because of the results. So what we've determined, obviously, is with science, you know, everything is just, it's data. Right. That's all the doctors ever want to see. Um, and again, that's why this case study was so important, because it's data. And so once the doctors, once my oncologist now began to see that, that there was 
a definite change in in normalcy, what he would see with with a patient like myself. Um, now he's like, okay, well, wait a minute, and and basically explain to us, look, I can't really get involved with this because um, I work for an institution, but don't let it go. Keep going with it. And hearing that meant everything to us. And, and again, it goes back to like what I was saying before about making sure when you find your doctor, you have to have that doctor. That doctor has to be your cheerleader. Um, you have to be the football team and that doctor has to be cheering you on to score that touchdown. For lack of a better explanation, um, if your doctor is not on the, your team on, on that level, walk away. Walk away. Right. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if, if, you, if you got to battle continuously your, your physician for something that you feel that will benefit you, I don't think that relationship right. is really the relationship that you're looking for from a physician. Because it, it, right. it'll, it'll, it'll really not turn well for everybody in, in the end. So right. you, you, you got this amazing case study now. It, it's come out. You've, it's basically propelled you into what you're doing now. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're continuing with um, the promotion of the, of the case study. We want to get it out to as many people as possible and also to physicians, you know, so that it can, it can help their patients. Um, the next step for this is clinical trials, which are going to take place at uh, Imperial College in London. Um, and uh, we're also working with UConn as well, uh, propagating and uh, also doing tissue cultures. Um, the idea that we have is to test these formulations now because they're the same formulations that I had once used and that I still use for my treatment. What we are now going to determine is whether or not the formulations can actually help uh, and kill the cancer cells in a Petri dish, start that first process, and then work from there and, and bring it to um, uh, animal trials and eventually to human trials. We, we plan on actually putting the formulations in front of the FDA. Um, and that's, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, because however we can somehow understand that the cancer is going to help, uh, I'm sorry, the cannabis will help to fight the cancer. That's what we want to focus on. Definitely, definitely. And I, I agree with you 100%. Two final questions for you, actually maybe three. Um, yeah. One, if you are, how could anybody get involved to help you out to get to help you get to the FDA or help you proceed with what you want to do with this clinical trials? Is there a way that people can reach out to you and help? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone who has suggestion, who has, you know, worked on, on cases like this before or is just simply a patient and you know you, you need uh, questions answered, um, you can go to our website. It's gracehw.com. Please look us up. We're also on Instagram at uh, Grace Health and Wellness. And um, yeah, we're just, we're, we're super excited to just get the information out there. And we also like to tell people that, you know, we, we, our products are available for the patient and we will help with dosing and coach coaching through. But the most important thing that um, that uh, is is important for us is knowing that the person is educated. Without that education, that that means that that patient is lost. That patient is lost without the education right. and knowing how to dose. Um, so that's really important for us. That's fabulous. Actually, you answered my three questions in one. So that's even perfect. <laughs> Nic oh, that's awesome. Thank Nicole, you, Nicole. I appreciate you coming on my show today. 
Uh, and I'm definitely going to keep following it. We've definitely got to connect because like I said, we're, we're building something out in, in the Latin America as we're building a a treatment research and in their educational facility, which is going to include basically a, we we've combined the hospital era with the jungle era and moved it into something completely different. And we're looking to be one of the first medical facilities in Latin America to not only do uh, treatments, but also as well as do clinical trials for everything from cannabis to psychedelics from psilocybin all the way to LSD for different medicate, different uh, medical conditions. So Gary, I'm so, Oh my God, please. I I would love, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just just get really excited. I would love to keep in contact with you and I would love for you to actually speak with Jaime, with, with my husband, because um, uh, we actually do work, in, not in South America, but in Mexico. Um, okay. And uh, I, I would I'd love to keep that connection up with you, please. Definitely, definitely, 100%. Again, one more time, I appreciate you for coming on the show. I am so glad things are, are going good. We're going to follow, continue following Thank your progress, not, all, not only on your health progress, but also on the progress that, that you're going to make with your, your clinical trials and data towards the FDA. So uh, best of... I- I'm just excited because we're on the same path and it's really exciting yeah. to see people who understand that, listen, we got to yep. get this data in front of physicians. It's the only way that we can have this That's real great. conversation. You know, we can keep yes. anecdotally telling this stuff works. We know it works. We've tried it. We've done different things. But as long, until we get that, that data to where the physicians finally see something and FDA finally see something, I don't, I don't see much change coming down the road. I, I know. And, and, uh, we completely agree. And so that's why like whatever information you need, uh, if you need data for we're working with a team now of about 15 scientists, um, and, uh, just trying to put this whole project together. So same thing, if you need help or if you need anything, please let us know. We're definitely, when we get offline, we're definitely going to pass out our information and I would more than be happy to talk with your husband, Jamie and everything and see how we we can discuss on going further and doing some sort of collaboration maybe together. I would love that, Karen. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything today. Thank you. You have yourself a great day. You too. You too. Thank you, Karen. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is podcast powertrain right now they're doing an an amazing offer for all their course material if you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there also if you're looking for a platform not sure which platform to use to record your show on riverside fm is the one we use you can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for all listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we'll see you, but. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0.